Today on the news and why it matters, the dumpster fire that was at the Democratic presidential debate last night. We will get into all of that. We watched it so you didn't have to. Also, uh, Project Veritas dropping truth bombs all over the place, exposing ABC. You thought that they were done when they covered the Jeffrey Epstein situation. They were not. They were not. They have more to show you. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez today, joined by, I mean, I don't mean to brag or anything, but it's a pretty all-star panel, just saying. Grant Stinchfield, conservative commentator, Grant Stinchfield, back in the house. We have got, on her maiden voyage, Whitney Monroe, communications strategist and longtime friend of myself and also the network. So we're glad to have you back in studio. And uh, Yaku Buyans, I like to just call you jack of all trades. Thank you. You've got so many titles. He's a filmmaker. He's the president of Share Together. He is an overachiever. He just makes the rest of us feel like, oh, okay. It's that guy. Jeez, no. just do something in your life for once, okay, Yaku? I'm going to try today. It's we nice got, to be here. <laughs> we got a lot to get into. Uh, so the Democrat debate, did you guys, did everyone watch it? Unfortunately. Pieces. Yeah, I pieces. can't take the whole thing. No, I can't, can't do it. I'm sorry. I don't blame you. Got to take it in sessions. Yeah. I don't blame you. I did have to get caught up because I missed the first hour and then had to. I watched the rest of it and then had to get caught up. But I don't. I didn't miss much. No. I found out. No. I found out it's like I, a soap opera. You can miss a season, come back, and uh, we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> the same plot line. It hasn't even changed at all. Yeah. Um, I want to get your thoughts on who you think were the winners, who were the losers. Um, but le- let's start with uh, Bernie. Sanders, who obviously in the lead going into the debate, um, we were talking yesterday that we thought, okay, everyone's got to bring all their big guns against Bernie Sanders. Don't waste the time on Bloomberg. Bernie Sanders is the real threat. You got to start, you know, poking holes in what he has to say. Um, before we get into these clips, let me just go around the table really quickly. Grant, do you think that they were effective at doing that last night? Do you know how much trouble you're in as a party if you've got to bring the big guns against Bernie Sanders? Yeah, that's a great yeah. point. Yeah. I, I mean, that's insane. Um, your question was what? I mean, I was just, uh, do you do you think that they were successful in you know really pinning him down? <laughs> No, I think he's going to come away as the big winner in all of this as as we go forward. Yeah. The media, for some reason, seems to love him, mm-hmm. and he can do no wrong in the eyes of his supporters. He's the only one with any kind of momentum behind them, but they were all losers last night, including him and the fact that anybody with common sense, and I, and I put that, even if you're a moderate Democrat, I'd argue if you even have common sense to be that way, but you have to look at Bernie Sanders and say, we are in deep you-know-what if he ends up getting the nomination. Yeah. Do you think he was successful at, at getting any sort of you know, momentum stopped? No, I mean, I think they were all terrible. He had a cheerleader. Elizabeth Warren was cheerleading him the entire time, so they didn't bring out their big guns. Mm-hmm. And when you have to say on television, no, I don't support socialist regimes and I yeah. don't think they're good, you've already lost. Mm-hmm. Well, right, and, that, and he, yeah. that was, what, the third or fourth time he was asked and he keeps having to clarify because he yes. keeps saying, well, I mean, I don't like authoritarianism, but the literacy programs. But the literacy program is great. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, Yaku, yeah, th- this is also a guy that says everything Hitler did wasn't so bad. I mean, it's so, so look, I'm going to say it again. This is a socialist communist. He can't get away from it. I actually think 
they did aim at Bloomberg and they're going to continue to aim at Bloomberg because of the guy spent, the guy's throwing money and they know very well by a small fraction, people watch their debate versus who sees him on uh, on television with his ads. Mm -hmm. you know? So people, many more people see his ads than they watch the debate. So I think they're afraid of Bloomberg. So I don't think they they were successful in in stopping the the burn. Yeah, you know? they're still feeling the burn this but, morning. But, but I'm with Greg. You know, when when Bernie takes over your party, you're in you're in bad shape. You yeah. know, I was asked at lunch today whether or not it would be good for us as, as conservatives if Bernie got the nomination because it'd be a shoe-in for President Trump. And it's an interesting question because, yes. yes, you would think President Trump could beat Bernie Sanders. You would think he could beat him handily. But what if there is this mm -hmm. silent group, fanatical, that, fanatical yeah. that really isn't even that silent, but say mm -hmm. they're bigger than we make them out to be, that wants all the free stuff. Now you've got the prospect of Bernie Sanders God forbid he yeah. won. The stakes are too high. It's, yeah. it, way, way it, too it, high. it's so so. Who do you want to run against President Trump? It's a very hard hard answer to yeah. come up with. Yeah, uh, Whitney, you touched on Bernie Sanders talking about what triple down, quadrupling down yes. on uh, his compliments for Fidel Castro. Let's listen to Bernie Sanders in his own words. They're like, okay, but Bernie, are you sure that this is what you want to say about the communist regime? This is what he said. Praise the Chinese Communist Party for lifting more people out of extreme poverty than any other country. You also have a track record of expressing sympathy for socialist you. governments in Cuba and in Nicaragua. Can Americans trust that a democratic socialist president will not give authoritarians a free pass? I have opposed authoritarianism all over the world, and I was really amazed at what Mayor Bloomberg just said a moment ago. He said that the Chinese government is responsive to the Politburo. But who the hell is the Politburo responsive to? Who elects the Politburo? You got a real dictatorship there? Of course you have a dictatorship in Cuba. What I said is what Barack Obama said in terms of Cuba. That Cuba made progress on education. Yes, I think. Really? <laughs> really? Yes, Literacy because there's programs no are bad. What Barack Obama Barack said Obama is they doing, made great progress on education well, and health care. That was Barack Obama. I talked to Barack Obama. Excuse me. Occasionally, it might be good idea to be honest about American foreign policy. And that includes the fact that America has overthrown governments all over the world, in Chile, in Guatemala, in Iran, and when dictatorships, whether it is the Chinese or the Cubans do something good, Hi. you acknowledge that. Hi, but you don't have to trade right. love letters. I mean, he says you don't have to trade trade love letters with them, but he's I mean, he's kind of done that. <laughs> that is he honeymooned in the, in the USSR. That was Bernie Pivot, is what you saw there. He, he Bernie was trying to stay afloat. In, but he pivoted back exactly. to, to like exactly. feeling sorry for Iran. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> he, 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 it's a disaster. That is a disaster. And anyone that thinks it's not a disaster is, is living in an alternate That's universe. That's the leader of that party yes. right now. The party's hijacked. Barack I mean, Obama has to be cringing. That's, well, you think. that's what I, I think. couldn't figure it out. Like, okay, are you really trying to tell this party that you are the candidate most similar to Barack Obama? You know, I mean, good <laughs> luck segment, pulling that one off. That, that segment was ridiculous. Yes. My favorite part was Joe Biden saying, just to the background, 
I've talked to Barack Obama. <laughs> yes. that's, that's all he had. That's he all he had. He had to call him to confirm. He called before the debate to make sure he was getting this right. He had permission to say this, but <laughs> Barack Obama never said that. It's like, wow, yeah. friend. He, well, he's got wow. to tread lightly, I think, with, yes. with Obama. So. For whatever reason, only the two of them know. Uh, another quick moment on Sanders that I found uh, personally interesting. He was talking about his plan for uh, jobs for African-Americans, Latinos, uh, Native Americans, which is a legitimate question when you look at the Trump economy, the Trump unemployment rate specifically for minorities. That's a legitimate question. What are you going to bring to the table that Trump is not perhaps bringing now? Here was Bernie Sanders' answer on his jobs plan for minorities. And I'll tell you what else we're going to do. We're going to provide help to the African-American, Latino, Native American community to start businesses to sell legal marijuana rather than let a few corporations oh control the legalized <laughs> marijuana market. Uh, is that, I, can, I, can I say that I'm that's actually racist, enjoying or? this right now. <laughs> yes, it's right. Yeah, come on. I mean, well, let me, so Whitney. If a Republican had said that on the debate stage. Oh, it would have been insane. You're pandering. You're doing whatever. Can You're treating people like outsiders. You're targeting different profiling. communities. You're profiling. Mm-hmm. You're saying those people are the ones that need this type of work or could do this type of work. It would be a disaster. I think it's even worse than that. If it was a Republican saying that, they would have been saying, you just said that all black people are drug dealers, <laughs> exactly. then you're going to no, legalize no, it no, for them. But, but further than, no, further than that. Rather than saying, look, black unemployment at the lowest rate ever, Across the board, no, no. The only job you're good for right. is yes. to go sell marijuana. Is <laughs> right. what he said. Right. Don't don't it's think insane. about being a CEO of no, a of, no, no. company. We're going to help you start your we'll own little weed pot. shop. Yes. <laughs> the reaction on Twitter was pretty great. I did see quite a few people saying, "Are you saying this is the only thing that people are good for?" It's exactly like, what is, they're going to think. You're minimalizing an entire population God. of people into this space. So thank goodness some people saw it and were reacting to it. I'm really glad to hear that because I didn't see anyone really even talking about it. And it really concerned me. We I was like, played that clip over and over and over, actually. Yes. It's good. Yeah, it's actually really good. For, yeah. They will. They will. Does it, does it give any of you any hope that uh, the clip that we played, uh, Sanders talking about Fidel Castro, does it give you any sort of optimism that there were some boos there that he had to address? Yeah, I think so. Yes. I think it's very well documented now that Cuba is a disaster. And anytime you're even going to point to Cuba and go, well, there's a silver lining. No, people don't eat. People are dying in the street. And, and that's delusional thinking. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen if that guy goes on a debate stage with Donald Trump? This is the kind of stuff that's going to come out. So I actually see hope in this because it gives me a little glimpse to the future of what it would be like. Because look what the heart's filled with the mouth, the mouth speaks, right? So I... Look, it's just insane that we're watching this soap opera play out in American politics. It's crazy. You know, it was interesting after he, I mean, we know he's made these comments, but after the hubbub of this week, there were members of Congress and leaders in Florida from both sides that came out and said, this is wrong. Like, you need to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. You're spreading a very dangerous and false narrative. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just Republicans saying that. So I do see hope in that as well, mm-hmm. that some on the left are like, wait. This isn't helpful. That's great. Yeah, I'm sure that they're worried about Florida at this point. If you're a Democrat, you're worried about securing Florida uh, if Bernie Sanders is your nominee. Uh, uh, Well, you certainly are. That's true. I don't take much hope 
away from people booing at a debate because everyone has their supporters there and they're basically told what to boo at. Okay, and what pessimist. I know, but I, but here's what I do have hope, and I've said on this program, I have great faith in the American people, mm. and I have had great faith in the American people for a long time. As much as it concerns me to see a large portion of young people start to go down this road that is anti-American and against everything that this country was built on, I do believe that the more clips like that are played, it's good. That Americans and the fabric of our soul will take yeah. over and say, this is un-American, this is not who we are. And that, in the end, hurts Bernie Sanders or whoever is their nominee. Well, Greg, week to week, as you're Grant. so kind. Grant. Sorry, Greg. Sorry. <laughs> I've been called way worse yeah. than Greg. I, I, I've so. been called some stuff. But, no, but you're so kind of having us on your show. Every week we come on the show, they slip further to the left and further and further. I mean, if you really look at where we're going with this, so, so think where we are in October, November, right? What, what, what kind of rhetoric they're going to spin. So I have hope, like you and the American people, that finally logic will kick back in. In, in the younger generation and say, listen, now, now we've gone too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we come back, Joe Biden says that uh, half the population is now dead due to gun violence. Mm, a lot to unpack there. Also, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie's attack dog, goes after Bloomberg for uh, unproven comments. We'll get into that as well. But first, uh, did you know, Whitney, you need to listen to this. Whitney has three dogs. I do. One is a, a puppy, but about to be a giant. Uh, so dry dog food. You probably, you're like, I love my pet. I'm going to buy the super expensive dry dog food. Um, and you spend so much money on it. And you don't realize that they're actually sterilizing this food when they make it. So it has a really awesome long shelf life. But they're also killing everything that's supposed to be alive in your pet's food that is good for them. So the probiotics, the enzymes, the vitamins, the microbacteria, all these things your dog needs, but they're not actually getting it from their dead food. Uh, this is where Rough Greens by VitaSmart can come in. It is not a dog food. It's a healthy supplement. You put it on top of your dog's food, and it provides all of these live nutrients back into their diet. It is superior for dog health. So, again, even if you're like me, before I realized this, I'm well, I'm still doing it. You spend so much money on dog food. I'm like, I want the best for my dog. That's why I'm giving them dead stuff that doesn't even give them their vitamins. No, you got to give them their vitamins with Rough Greens by VitaSmart. If you want to see your dog thrive again, go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. Or you can call 833-MY-DOG-33. Back to the Democrat uh, debate. And yes, I said Democrat because you know why? I know that it triggers the left. I do it on purpose. And I just had a video that I put out on Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered Mm -hmm. about Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, complimenting Cuba and Fidel Castro. And someone was like, oh, I'm not listening to this because she said Democrat and it's actually Democratic. No, because you guys are anything but Democratic. Okay, so I'm going to call you the Democrat Party and I don't really care what you have to say about it. Anyway... Well, they nitpick on you, don't they? <laughs> no, right? I mean, just they you're not going to listen those comments. to it. <laughs> I, I watched that, actually. I thought that was a great clip you put out. Thank I, you. I, I, I All like factual. It. Yeah, I like it. They didn't Democrat like it. Democrat Party. They needed to find a reason not to like it. Prove so us otherwise. When they're not liking it, you're doing your job. There you go. There you go. So the yeah. Democrat presidential debate. Uh, and let's see. Biden. Joe Biden. <sighs> Poor Joe Biden. He, someone needs to tell him to go home, I think. Uh, go get for rest. Senate. <laughs> oh, wait, is he or no, he's not? Well, he says he is. I haven't seen him on the ballot. I think he knows quite possibly which one he's running He's for. not sure what day it is, what state he's in, uh, what 
office he's running for. And uh, he was talking about gun manufacturers and exempting them from liability and made kind of a questionable stat on uh, gun violence. Watch. Every day in our country, over 100 people die from gun violence. You all have plans, I know, on this stage to address a gun crisis, but Congress has not been able to pass a major gun legislation in a quarter of a century. And just think about this. In those 25 years, we've had Columbine, Newtown, Parkland, Las Vegas. We could go on and on. Vice President Biden, I want to start with you. Why should anyone have faith that you're the one who can get this done now? Because I'm the only one that ever got it done nationally. I beat the NRA twice. I got assault weapons banned. I got magazines that could not hold more than 10 rounds in them. I got them eliminated, except we had a thing called an election with hanging chads in Florida, and it was not reauthorized. In addition to that, I passed the Brady Bill with waiting periods. I led that fight. But my friend to my right and others have, in fact, also given to the gun manufacturers absolute immunity. Imagine if I stood here and said we give immunity to drug companies, we give immunity to tobacco companies. That has caused carnage on our streets. 150 million people have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. More than all the wars, including Vietnam, from that point on. Carnage on our street, and I want to tell you, if I'm elected and I'm coming for you, and gun manufacturers, I'm going to take you on, and I'm going to beat you. I'm the only one who's done it. I I mean, I got to say, I... He should be angry if we just lost half the population since 2007 to gun violence. I had no idea that this was going on right under our noses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, what do you say to that? I mean, I think even 150,000. I'm trying. I don't know what number. I'm thinking. I'm sure I'm that the number was inflated was he, was anyway. Thinking 1.5 million, 150,000, 150 million. People. I mean, first off. The term gun violence bothers me because yeah. people violence. Yes. Guns yes. are transformers. Yes. They don't yes. rise up and shoot gun, people yeah, on, on their own. It also usually includes suicides, too. Absolutely, right? yeah. yes. And so the, the other takeaway from this is what's really frightening. He talks about going after gun manufacturers. Guess what mm-hmm. that means? Mm-hmm. You shut gun manufacturers down, mm-hmm. nobody can buy a firearm anymore. Mm-hmm. This isn't about gun violence. Mm-hmm. It's not about people violence. It's about the Second Amendment and the power the federal government has over its people, and he wants to take it away. That's Joe Biden for you. That's the Democrat Party yes. for you. Mm-hmm. And, and if, we can, if we can't do it legally at this level, we'll go to the manufacturer. And he looks straight in the camera, and, no, and no, as no, much as serious. a joke that he is, no, he serious. was dead no, on serious. serious there. Whitney, what were your thoughts on that clip? Well, I felt like he, A, the number was crazy inflated, but I also felt like he kept talking like squirrel, like who's grasping at the few talking points that somebody had given him about gun violence and was pulling them all that at once. couldn't quite remember. Manufacturers are bad. Drug makers, bad. Right. Gun violence, bad. All this stuff. But I'm the only person who can solve it, and I'm the only person who did it. It was just very odd. Most of his answers were very odd to me. Yeah. Uh, and I will say, for the record, just in case no one is aware, uh, drug manufacturers are immune when it comes to vaccines. Believe what you will about vaccines. Yeah, no, I'm not no, pro no, or no, anti, no, no, can, but drug yeah. manufacturers are not liable if That's their true. vaccines cause damage. So Joe stood there on stage and said, imagine if drug manufacturers were held, Already you know, there. were not held liable. Well, they're not in that case. No. What happens if you held drug manufacturers liable 
for some idiot who decides to OD. Right. It's not the right. drug manufacturer's fault, just as it's not Ford Motor Company's fault that a drunk driver gets behind the wheel and kills somebody. No, you don't well, sue well, Ford no, Motor going Company. Going after Coors Beer and say, hey, some guy's an alcoholic, it's the beer's fault. Exactly. No, come on, it's ridiculous. The gun, the gun doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, not a great night for Joe Biden. I don't think he gave anyone a new reason to yeah. vote for him. Uh, they were already shouting worried. shouting his answers to the audience like they he were was angry. Away. He was very angry. I think he's frustrated. He what? knows. I think maybe he thought the shouting would make him look like he knew where, where he was. and tough or something. I guess. Do you see Gail King, though, how they set him up? Yeah. And she goes down the list about Columbine mm-hmm. and, and all these mm-hmm. mass yeah. shootings. Why does she go off the list and say, how about Detroit? How about Baltimore? Chicago. How about Chicago? Yeah. How about Atlanta? And you want to talk about kids being killed? Let's go to those cities. Yeah, Far absolutely. more kids being course, killed that way than it is in any mass shooting. Chicago alone, more Chicago kids than any other. Yeah. yeah, but they won't touch Chicago because that's their. Yeah, uh, and then of course there was Elizabeth Warren, Bernie's little attack dog. It was very cute. Uh, she again, once again, pointed all of her attacks really towards Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Which Whitney, you pointed this out earlier, but. I mean, she's got to be vying for that VP spot with Bernie. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. She totally positioned herself that last night. There's a couple times where he caught himself. He was in a rough spot, and she was in the back going, hey, 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 offering <laughs> to jump in as, like, a backup answer for him. It was ridiculous. So I guess she's she's like, all right, my campaign's toast. Let me just latch on to this guy's coattails. Uh, but here's Elizabeth Warren hitting Michael Bloomberg for uh, the comments that he allegedly made to a former employee about being pregnant. Watch. You know, this is personal for me. When I was 21 years old, I got my first job as a special education teacher. I loved that job. And by the end of the first year, I was visibly pregnant. The principal wished me luck and gave my job to someone else. Pregnancy discrimination, you bet. But I was 21 years old, I didn't have a union to protect me, and I didn't have any federal law on my side. So I packed up my stuff and I went home. At least I didn't have a boss who said to me, kill it, the way that I Mayor Bloomberg never said that. have said okay. to one of oh, his on. pregnant employees. People want a chance that- to hear. People want a chance to hear. From I, the women who I never said I, that. I, I want and, to allow and the mayor for the record, if she respond. was a teacher in New York City, she would never have had that problem. We treated our teachers the right way, and the unions will tell you exactly that. Now, uh, Yaku, we could get into the fact that this whole I was visibly pregnant story has already been largely debunked, yes. that that did not happen. Yes. But I'd like to get into first uh, the fact that now Elizabeth Warren cares whether or not we kill unborn children? Literally the week of the March for Life, right? When our president stands in and says, we're going to fight for the unborn, she's campaigning for late-term abortion. Mm-hmm. Three weeks later, four weeks later, all of a sudden, she wants to throw a dart at Bloomberg, right? And using a story that's fabricated again, <laughs> like her heritage story, right? <laughs> About being fired, being pregnant. She's a hypocrite mm-hmm. at the highest level. I mean, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous what is happening on that stage. They will say anything at any moment to grab a soundbite and hopefully some strangle voters. I mean, it's, it's insane. Whitney, this comes on the same day that she was one of the, what, 41 senators, I think, uh, who voted to block the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, which would have, obviously, in the name, would have protected babies that were born 
alive yeah. from a botched abortion. She says, no, we should not save babies that yes. were born alive uh, after a botched abortion. But she's going to hit Bloomberg on these comments. Yeah, I mean, this sounds a little crash, but to me, it comes across that she cares about the lives of voters and the people who can vote and winning their vote and less about the lives of the innocent and the unborn. Mm -hmm. She was pandering to any woman in the audience who feels remotely threatened, saying, oh, I care. Look, you should care about this situation. Come tomorrow. She won't at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, probably three hours previous to her even making these comments. Absolutely. Grant, what's your take? So, one, that bill shows you how far left and extreme the Democrats have gone to that you can't even say, hey, you know what? If the baby's born alive, let a doctor help the poor child. Though I will say very quickly, um, I think that did Susan Collins. I read that Collins and Murkowski voted with the Democrats. They voted, f- no, they voted with they Republicans. Voted with Republicans. Yeah, with okay, Republicans. okay. Then it was a previous yeah. bill then that they Correct. had voted with the Democrats. Last year. Finally decided to vote with the Republicans. Yes. Okay. Do you know, so you asked, do we take any hope out of this? Mm-hmm. Do you know where I take hope out of this clip? Is Mayor Bloomberg's response. What a wimp. <laughs> what a pansy ass. If he was a mayor of New York, he's, he's, he gives a bad name to all New Yorkers. Yeah. Give me a break. That's Elizabeth Warren. You can't even respond to Elizabeth Warren with yeah. force. Wait till you face President Trump, you big pansy. Yeah. No, look, there's nobody up there. Come on, let's be honest. There's nobody. I, I just I go back to what you said earlier. We've got to just keep going at the youth and educate them and say, look, make wise decisions because there's no one on there that's a real candidate. Mm -hmm. Nobody should be running for president that's on that stage. Come on, let's be honest, all right? Yeah. All right. Uh, Up next, Project Veritas exposes another ABC reporter. You're not going to want to miss it. It's something that you're like, yeah, I knew that this was going on forever. But to hear them say it, oh, yeah, it's juicy. We'll be back. Mm -hmm. I can't believe they suspended this guy. Project Veritas, headed up by James O'Keefe. They're responsible for a lot of uh, undercover exposés. They have just done, recently they've done, what, three at least on Bernie Sanders' campaign and just really exposing the radicals who, I don't know, just want to throw a bunch of you in gulags if you're Republicans. You know, minor details, burn Milwaukee to the ground if Bernie doesn't get the, uh, the nomination. But uh, their latest is uh, exposing bias at ABC News. Now, the reporter who is featured in this video, David Wright, who is an ABC News correspondent, I think he's worked for the organization for like 20-something years, he has already been suspended. Uh, He was actually suspended last night ahead of this release of the video. Um, He did tell the Project Veritas team member that, uh, yeah, you know what, I'm a a socialist and ABC News, uh, we don't really like to report the news or inform people when President Trump does anything good. It's everything that you were thinking that mainstream media was. He's just saying it out loud. Do you consider yourself a Democrat socialist? Yeah. Like, what not? I consider myself a socialist. Like, I think there should be national health insurance. I'm totally fine with reigning in corporations. I think there are too many billionaires. And I think that there's a wealth gap. That's a problem. Uh, So he goes on to uh, he talks about how um, he the ABC News is more focused on talking about Disney and promoting their own agenda. And uh, the commercial imperative is basically uh, the opposite of reporting news. 
Highly recommend that you go on. I didn't realize that clip was so short. Uh, highly recommend that you go on on Twitter. It's all on James O'Keefe's uh, tw- Twitter feed. Go watch it. There's like a three-minute video as well that gives you the brief summaries. Um, Grant, did you watch any of these clips from today that dropped? I saw some of them. Okay. And I think he was maybe suspended just because he's a giant idiot. <laughs> I, I mean, everything he says there is like Bernie Sanders talking points that make zero sense. Yeah. And maybe the company he wants to rein in is Disney. Yeah. From awesome. from the way he's talking. Rein in corporations, you're working for one of the biggest. Like. Yeah. Yeah. But happy to take the paycheck. That's yeah. Happy awkward. to take it. No one's stopping you. Right. That's awkward. Uh, he did, Yaku, he also made the comment that, uh, you know, we don't, we, yeah, we, ABC, we don't report when Trump does something good. Yeah, we don't like to tell that's people That's the part I want to comment mm-hmm. on because that's the truth. And this is retaliation from, from the network. They're retaliating against him. You made a comment off camera that may, maybe if they, they wanted to just quash it, do nothing. But, but these things are going to leak more and more. Thank you, James O'Keefe. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you, Project Veritas, for bringing these things out. But the American people know that. We know this. We know that these organizations, CNN, these are propaganda machines for the Democrat Party, right? Mm-hmm. We know this. And, and finally, it's coming out from the inside. But he's proud of it. And he's, he's yes, boasting. That, that was a boastful, that wasn't a secretive, that's a boastful. No, I'm a socialist. I'm going I'm to, you know. It, it was interesting, too, because, you know, he talked about, yeah, I'm a socialist. Uh, and then he talks about the, well, I like national health care programs and I don't like billionaires. And I think he, even he, who's supposed <laughs> to be the journalist, I'm like, but do you know what the full extent of socialism is? No, I don't think he does. No. I I mean, how many, like, if you had to put a percentage on how many people who claim to be a socialist actually know what full socialism is. Three percent. Very few. Yeah, very Very few. few. The the definition of socialism is the government controls the means of production. It is that simple. And this nonsense, democratic socialism, doesn't even exist. It's a made-up term, and you got newscasters calling it democratic socialism, which makes no sense. Um, uh, when you look at what Disney's doing here and when you look inside the media, mm-hmm. it goes to show you just really how dumb these people are that work in mainstream media. And I was there for 20-something years. I worked for NBC, NBC stations across this country owned by NBC. Yeah. Yeah. They have no idea of real-world problems. They have no idea about business. They have no idea about capitalism. They live in a little tiny bubble and they spout off stuff like this. And so even on the sheer fact that even when I worked at the NRA, you, you know, we were told, constantly reminded, somebody's going to try to catch you in something. Yeah. Somebody's going to try to do it. Be very careful. You believe in everything you say and don't say anything or you don't, don't say, believe or in. Or don't say it. Or don't say it. Right. And, and, and make sure that what you're saying, you know, you're okay with that being played on television or an undercover tape. The fact that that's not talked about at ABC yes. or CNN because of guys like James O'Keefe, is is crazy. They, they're like oblivious. Yeah. I think they're the Teflon Teflon networks. Whitney, you're the communications strategist here at the table. You tell tell us what's wrong with all this. Well, I mean, I think all it did is amplify and make us all feel accurate in what we thought was going on in the media all along. We're, like you mentioned, we're not stupid. Everyone sees it. What's sad here, though, is that someone like that who has all of the resources of the world at their fingertips, right? They could be reporting on what's happening in Venezuela or what's happening in other countries where socialism exists, but instead they've bought into this utopian idea that you're a better person if you're a socialist. You're a good person because you just want to share with other people instead of the realities of what that actually means. Yeah. But again, they don't know what socialism Correct. is. Something interesting that I've seen in some of these new rooms now now, though, 
You've got young 21, 22, 23 year olds writing these scripts yes. mm-hmm. for these anchors. Mm. I'm, I'm just telling you, and it's, it's dangerous because they are truly new age socialists, but they don't quite know what they're supporting, but they're radical. Mm. And that's a dangerous human being that doesn't even understand their own cause. Yes. It's just, it's a catchphrase. It's socialism. And if they, if they had any idea, they would hunker down in that newsroom and actually start reporting real news. I think the question I would have on that is, do the ABC viewers, like the people who are actually watching ABC News care? That's a great That's, question. Honestly, when I watched that, I thought, I care, we yeah. care, because we're looking at this and we're saying this is wrong and this is ridiculous. But does the average news, ABC News viewer look at that and go, gosh, that's bad. Or are they like, oh, you know, I kind of agree with that guy. I'm okay with this. Right. Yeah, because you have to believe that if they're still watching that particular news program at this point, they already know what they're getting. Correct. My guess is the people watching ABC News tonight are not seeing the Project Veritas clips. <laughs> well, but, I mean, and, but the same could be said for, you know, CNN, which... Yeah. I don't know, maybe there's five people who still watch, you know, Brian Stelter on CNN. Well, they're forced in the airports to watch CNN, yes. right? They're forced. <laughs> that that explains the syndrome. Is their true. ratings. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I wonder if, you know, this whole all of the media exposing themselves as, as socialists and all of that has anything to do with just kind of circling back to the, uh, the Democrat debate performance apparently left Democrat voters really nervous. Uh, 47% of respondents to a CBS News poll said that the debate performance made them feel nervous about the current pool of candidates. Maybe because they're all pretty much socialists. Maybe more people, maybe more people than we thought actually know what true socialism is. And that's why they're getting a little bit nervous with uh, the field. They should be very nervous. The number's even worse than that because it said 47% nervous. Then it said, you have the numbers there? Uh, 47% went with nervous. And then pessimists, pessimistic. Yes, 16% said that they were pessimistic. And then there was another negative. 13% were uninspired. All right, so that's almost 70% if I add that up on the fly or a little over Negative. That's negative, a negative right, ledger. Negative, it's right. negative. Yeah. But the only problem with this, too, is the, the percentages didn't add up. It came up to like 112% or something yeah. like that. I so think, like, I think you could this pick. is the media I for you. Right. Remember, they used an app. They used an app to tell you. Well, you could pick more than one. Is that what it was? I think. Okay. Right. 25% were inspired, though, which is kind of terrifying Ooh, to me. Yeah. 25% were ex- excited. Imagine being excited about any of those people up on stage last night. Oh, my God. There's going to be God some bless. diehards that's going to yes. go down in the drain. I mean, there's, there's always going to be some probably pulled the staffers. I'm excited about my candidate that's paying me (laughs) back in a minute New uh, body cam footage was just released this week showing the heartbreaking arrest of a six-year-old girl from Miami, Florida. Now, this arrest took place in September, but like I said, the body cam footage, the footage really period was just released this week. Uh, Apparently, the little girl was acting out at school. Uh, Her name is Kaya. She had a temper tantrum in the classroom. Um, According to her family, she has a medical condition. She has sleep apnea. They're trying to get it under control, but it's led to, obviously, when you're sleep deprived, as adults, we get sleep deprived, we get grumpy. Imagine being six and being sleep deprived. Uh, So she was having mood swings. They were trying to sort it out. She got sent to the principal's office. Uh, Apparently, the assistant principal reportedly grabbed the child's wrists in order to calm her down. And she kicked the assistant principal whenever she attempted to restrain her by grabbing her wrists. 
That led to the assistant, assistant principal uh, reportedly calling the police who came and zip-tied the child uh, to handcuff her and proceeded to take her into, uh, you know, into the back of his car. Here's a little bit of what that looked like. I can't. I can't watch anymore. I I can't. I can't do it. I get angry. I very angry. Very angry. About to lose my. You know what? Yeah. On very, air. Very angry. So we're gonna cut that short. Um. Now the police officer was let go, so he is no longer with the Orlando Police Department. He uh, has defended himself in a recent statement that he put out. He served all he's ever done is serve his community. Now I will say. We were talking about the software, Whitney. Um, earlier or previous, later that day, yes. he arrested another six-year-old. He did. So there's that. Clearly intimidated by six-year-old children <laughs> who are vicious and have the physical ability to do damage. Mm. There's a lot of wrong here. There's wrong with the principal who decided instead of being able to handle the situation, call the parents and defuse it to call the cops and press charges against a six-year-old. You shouldn't be the assistant principal of an elementary school if you cannot handle a situation like that with a calm head. Mm -hmm. But then the little girl was sitting quietly in a chair reading a book when the police officer showed up. Incident was over. She was calm. Cooler heads could prevail. And instead he goes and picks her up and zip ties her. Six-year-olds, we, we were talking earlier that she may not be fully there as yeah. a six-year-old maturity, especially yeah. if she has sleep apnea, she's not together. She's probably in shock. Mm -hmm. She's scared to death. Her parents aren't there. She's being zip-tied and put in the black of a police car. Like, this does more damage to her than that kick did to the assistant principal by far. Amen. I'll tell you this. It's all wrong Monday to Sunday. But still, on the way to that police car, that child is begging, mm -hmm. please, yes. please. This is a child you can reason with at this point. Yes. Where's the parent? Why are the parents mm -hmm. not called? It is wrong on every level. It is flat out child abuse. Mm. Because that child will remember that moment. Oh, she's, yes. Forever. That's, that's, that's PTSD forever. right there no for a question. six year old. You know, and, and just, I, I'm, I'm violently angry. Yeah. At, at, you know, it's deeply traumatizing for that child and, and the whole situation. And not just the police officers lose his job. We should go after that principal mm -hmm. and that deputy principal and the lack of real leadership in that school. Yes. Threatened by a six-year-old. You have no job in being a teacher. Right. Period. I mean, this is, so this is, what, uh, this is what we're paying for in America. Our, our taxpayer money is going to fund so, these public schools. So, yeah. One, I think it's, it starts with the schools. And I don't know. Did she try to call the parents? I don't know. They, she must have they tried to call them. They were called to meet them at the police station. Yeah. Is that what? Right. Yeah. So, so that, that's horrible. The thing for me is this is going to be another black eye for police officers, and, and clearly that's one cop. And so I've trained with police officers. Yeah. I'm called in to talk to police departments ab about these kinds of issues, and it comes back to training. Mm -hmm. It comes back to supervision. Do you not call a sergeant who has a level head that says this is not a good idea? And then with the world that we live in and this war on cop mentality, yes. are you not thinking about 
What is this going to look like when this gets out? Me putting a six-year-old in handcuffs. He knows he's got a body cam. Of course, which means there's no comprehension whatsoever and no thought about it. They had a policy that you weren't supposed to take a, it was a child younger than 12 off of the yes. campus without yeah. calling a superior, and he failed to do that. I mean, he violated every rule that was in place for him. Yeah, so no, and, and she's, be- yeah she's absolutely correct on that. Uh, it says that the officers must gain deputy chief approval in order to arrest a child under the age of 12. Yeah, so he, he, he deserves to be fired. I mean, clearly he doesn't have a level head to think, uh, to, to critically think. I mean, this is the problem with America today. We have so few people that have critical reasoning, yeah. right? But, but again, it's one, sorry, it's one officer. That's you know? it. And, and this, is, this is such a double whammy you know, negative, the child, and now the police to see the police again, and and that child forever Mm -hmm. is going to look at the police and think they're coming for me again. And and it is just one officer, but I will say, I was reading uh, social media reaction to this, which I know, my mistake, I shouldn't be reading other people's comments, but it was truly disheartening because I, you would not believe the number of comments that I saw that had absolutely, I mean, no emotions for this child, just, well, good. I mean, she was hitting people. She deserved to be taught a lesson. And it's like, I, I, th- I feel like the reason this upsets me so much is there's the, the deeper mentality that our children are supposed to be corrected by the government. The government is there to be big brother I guarantee to you, parent your children. I guarantee you those are the same people that are okay with New York releasing real criminals yeah. without any bail into the street. But all of a sudden we want to take a six-year-old and throw in the back of a police car. I also guarantee you those people do not have children. Yeah. <laughs> and, and understand, a six-year-old at no. times you cannot reason with. Yeah. What really got me, too, is there were more than one adult in that room. So the earlier body camera footage shows, like, they're in the office, and there's a secretary, and there's other people around there, and they're saying softly, like, is this necessary? Right. Are you are you sure we should do this? But no one but really stood up and me said, off the ceiling. hey, we're yeah, not doing yeah. this. We yeah. need to all take a step back. Get your exactly. hands off of her. She's six. Right. Right. Leave her alone. Yeah. Uh, so good for the family. Apparently, they are they're suing. I say good. I, I hope they get some money. This child is going to need counseling, I'm sure, because of this incident. I got money on she doesn't kick the principal again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good Well, there's that. <laughs> I shouldn't make a <laughs> joke a about it. <laughs> uh, I want to know what he arrested the other six-year-old for later in the day. So now that uh, the CDC has come out and said, uh, you know, hey, it's this whole coronavirus thing is basically it's happening here in America, whether you like it or not. So you need to be prepared. They have released, thankfully, to all you men out there, you're welcome. We are here to show you uh, what facial hair Uh, is not acceptable if you need to buy a respirator mask. So as you can see, cleanly shaven (laughs) is the best, but look at all these. I had no idea there were so many different forms of facial hair, but they've got all of the names. Uh, The chin curtain, not allowed. That will not help you with the respirator. Uh, Let's see, the extended goatee, the circle beard, the the toothbrush is acceptable the though. Toothbrush is good. Toothbrush is good. So, uh, I mean, I don't I don't uh, recommend it for fashion purposes. Looks a little Hitler esque, but hey, if that's your thing, <laughs> I, I I don't know what to tell yeah. you. So uh, there you have it for those of you men. You guys don't have to worry about that. No, You're, I mean I got a little going. You do have a little stubble. I bet you'd yeah. shave it just in case though. You better believe you, I will. Yeah, but you got you got but you got HHS today stating that look we're ahead of this thing. We're working hard. The administration's throwing 
all our resources at it. You know, we're, we're getting on top of this thing. So I, I don't know. I'm not convinced it's the huge, crazy crisis that everybody's I'm making not it out to be. I'm, I'm not really either. not. Not in America. I'm just I think our, our healthcare protocols are, I would like to believe, a little bit better than at least China yes. or Iran. Yes. Hey, what do I know? Uh, but yesterday's poll results, will the 2020 Democrats continue to target mini Mike Bloomberg uh, at the debate or go after the frontrunner Bernie Sanders? Uh, 70% of you said Bernie. 29.6% of you said mini Mike. I don't know. I still feel, I guess Pete Buttigieg was kind of attacking Bernie pretty much the whole night. So there was that. Uh, today's poll, who came off the worst in last night's debate? Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, or Mike Bloomberg? Um, time really quick, really quick. Four-way tie. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, all of them. All of them. The Democratic voters lost last night. That's their, that's their candidate poll. Bloomberg. Bloomberg. <laughs> oh, he gave a real answer. Let us know what you think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here, guys. Of course. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.